Hello, it's the Biblical Perspective with Pastor Kevin from Calvary Chapel, Clayton, North Carolina, and I'm excited to be with you again for part two of the Biblical Timeline. Remember, last time we were together, I gave you a outline of the Biblical Timeline, which I want to review quickly. If you want detail, I encourage you to look at part one of that. But if you remember, we're currently living in the church age, and we are looking forward to eternity where we go into where we as the body of believers will live in the New Jerusalem. But between the church age and that, there are these things that are going to be going on throughout the church age leading up to that. And I want to give them to you really quick. Remember, part one, Israel established after 2000 years. That's a big one. You cannot have an end time scenario without Israel being established. Part two, which is where we will be today, signs will increase like birth pains. Part three, which we'll be covering next week, the falling away or the apostasy. Part four will be the Holy Spirit removed or the rapture of the church. Part five, the Antichrist revealed. Part six, the day of the Lord, which is the seven year tribulation period. And then part seven, the day of the Lord, which is the kingdom being established on earth. And so those are the things we're going to see in this timeline. Now let's get into the word. Part two, signs will increase like birth pains. Now, we know in Matthew chapter 24, as well as in Mark chapter 13, uh, and also in uh, Luke chapter 21, uh, that Jesus gives us the signs uh, leading up to the end. In fact, Matthew 24 verses four through eight is where we're going to focus today. Notice it says, and Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings, or the beginning of sorrows. And remember, as I shared with you, before verse eight is very key because he says all of these are the beginnings of sorrows and remember that word there in the greek literally means pains of childbirth travail pain or birth pains and you know that when birth pains begin they start in what the doctors call uh, braxton hicks which is false birth pains but it's the body preparing for labor and that can begin a while before the, a, a woman actually goes in labor. But when she begins to go in labor, those pains begin and they increase and intensify until the child is born. Likewise, when all of these signs begin to converge on the scene at the same time, not any of them isolated, any of themselves mean anything. But when all of them begin to happen in the earth, then we know that we are drawing near to the end coming and these things being finished up and the coming of our Lord, which for the believer, we're excited about. See, when we see these things begin to take place on the earth, yes, because we love people, we don't want to see people perish. But what we do understand is that for the believer, it is getting close for us to be with our Lord in heaven. And so birth pains are beginning. Remember, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter eight, verse 21, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. 
For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Romans is telling us that the whole earth is longing to see all of these things uh, finished up so that the Lord can give rest even to the earth. And as believers, it says here, even if you don't understand all of these things, the spirit within you is is desiring to see this thing wrapped up so that we can experience uh, resurrection in life. And so we're going to look at these signs. These signs must be coming together and intensifying leading up to the end. So now notice what Jesus says. He says, take heed that no one deceive you. That's extremely important. Because there is a lot of deception in the world today. In fact, Paul says over in uh, 2 Corinthians eleven three that he's concerned that believers would be moved away from the simplicity that is in Christ, being deceived by the enemy. So it's very clear that we as believers are in prayer and in the word and walking with the Lord, repenting of sin so that we can uh, understand and see truth. Now, as we continue through this, notice in verse five that I just gave you in Matthew chapter 24, the first part of this increasing signs is for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And a lot of times we can miss these, but there have been many, many false Christ that have come that are on the scene and will continue to come leading up to the end. In fact, I want to give you a, a few of them. When it says here, I am Christ, Christ means anointed, uh, the anointed one or king. Uh, that would mean the, the Messiah himself, the Jews understand it. So many would come and say that they are he. Let me give you a few you may know. Jim Jones. Many of you have heard of Jim Jones from 1931 to 1978, founder of the People's Temple, which started off as an offshoot of a mainstream Protestant sect before becoming a uh, personality cult as time went on and he claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus among others and we know that on the 18th of November 1978 over 900 people followed him to their death there was Charles Manson we know of him 1934 leader of the the Manson family he ordered his followers to kill in preparation for the end of the world Um, we also know that there was a guy named John Miller, 1962, more commonly known as A.J. Miller, a former Jehovah's Witness elder member, and uh, then became a cult leader as well. And you can, you can look some of these up. There was David Koresh, who died with 79 of his followers and was accused of raping young girls. Uh, many of these cult leaders often uh, have a lot of sexual immorality in their in their in their ministry where they are telling people that it's uh, it's holy for them to uh, interact with 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 women and girls in order to uh, have sex with them. Uh, It's estimated in the 1990s. Listen to this. It was estimated that in night in the 1990s by Syracuse University that there are over 2000 practicing gurus calling themselves Christ or Messiah uh, in the world. Um, and, And this goes on and on and on. Uh, there are cults today. There are many people who are saying that they're Christ. And, and we know that Jesus says, listen, 
If anyone says that I'm, I'm here or there, don't go out to sea because that's not, not how the Son of Man will come. When Jesus returns to earth, everyone will see him at one time as he descends. Uh, but when he comes for the church, he will meet us in the air. So if you see or hear anyone claiming to be Christ, you automatically know it's a false Christ. And then notice as we continue, he says here, you will hear in verse six of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, I want to give you a link below to a list of wars that have occurred throughout the history of man. And I want you to kind of look at that in your own time. But what you'll see is that they have increased through through the, through the millennia. But in the, just the last millennia, it's increased exponentially uh, as we continue to see that. And I want to give you some of these things over the past thirty four hundred years. Humans have been entirely at peace. Only two hundred and sixty eight of them or just eight percent of recorded history. So there's always been war. In fact, it's estimated that a total number killed in war throughout all of human history range from somewhere uh, 150 million to 1 billion. At least 108 million were killed in war in the 20th century. And that accounts for 72% of all people to ever die. So in the, just the previous century, 72% of everyone who's ever died in war died in just the last century. So we see a, a spike there. And I want you to, you can, that's just something you can research search yourself. Notice Jesus also says here, you will see rumors of wars. Well, wait a minute. What's the difference between you will hear of wars and then you will hear of rumors of wars? Well, I think when we go into rumors of wars, it speaks of something different. Let me give you some numbers. More than two dozen nations have nuclear powers. Um, only nine of those two dozen, though, actually have what we would know as nuclear weapons. Russia, United States, China, India, Israel, France, um, North Korea getting close, Pakistan. Other nations are trying to get nukes as well. And I think that one of the most sobering thoughts in regards to the effects of nuclear uh, detonations is what we know from the victims of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. It is very, very devastating. But I believe the reason why we're now seeing more rumors of wars is because with so many nations actually having nukes, no one really wants to push the button. And so now we're kind of seeing more of a uh, rumor of wars going on. But notice Jesus says, see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So false Christ, wars and rumors of wars, these things must begin to intensify, but it's not the end. And so he goes on, verse seven, notice Jesus says, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. That literally just simply means that people groups will rise up against people groups. And I think with the rumors of wars probably being because nukes, no one really wants to actually go into war with the superpower. So there's going to be more wars and rumors of wars. And it's going to be a wrestling, if you will, for power going on in the world. And this wrestling for power is something we have to pay attention to because it's moving in a direction where it's going to set up for a global leader to come on the scene and be able to take control of everything. That's where we're headed. Now, um, I want to continue. I'll come back to some of these things. And verse seven, notice the next thing he says is that there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. 
There are currently two and a half billion people on the earth. The population has exploded. There were only six billion in the year 2000, 5.2 billion in 1990, 1.6 billion in 1900, um, 960 million in 1800. So we have a spike in human population, which is only going to continue to grow. We should surpass 8 billion here in the next few years. Um, and so with that, famines is something that's increasing. Unfortunately, there's enough landmass on planet Earth to feed everyone, but man is corrupt, so we can't come to that type of unity. Um, and, and so what is famine? Listen, famine is a rare and specific state. It is declared after three specific criteria have been met. Um, when one in five households in a certain area face extreme food shortage, uh, when more than 30% of a population is actually malnourished, and at least two out of every, uh, and excuse me, and at least two people out of every 10,000 people die in a day from hunger. The chief economist, uh, uh, economist for the World Food Program in Rome described it this way, when you declare a famine, bad things have already happened. People have already died. Today, the world stands on the brink of unprecedented famines. About 30 million people are experiencing alarming hunger, severe levels of food insecurity and malnourishment in northeastern Nigeria, uh, South Sudan, um, and Yemen. And by the way, most of these are Muslim areas. Uh, 10 million of them are facing emergency and famine conditions. Each year, thousands of people die worldwide from famine. And so famines are things that are increasing more than we realize as Americans. Pestilence, as Jesus mentions here, we know that's plagues. Well, we're in the middle of an epidemic right now uh, with the coronavirus. We've seen Ebola in the past. There's been some new Ebola cases in Africa in just the last few weeks, which don't get a lot of uh, press right now because of the coronavirus. And this brings me to earthquakes. There's a link below to the global tracking of earthquakes in the last century. And I want to ask you to watch that down below. Click it and watch it. And you can literally see the earth light up with earthquakes. We've actually had several earthquakes in the last month that were more than 5.0s, but nobody's reporting those because of the coronavirus. Literally, the earth, the increase in earthquakes is a complete upward curve in the last several hundred years. And this will continue to increase until the Lord comes. Now, these are the signs that are beginning, are the beginning of sorrows. They're all converging on the scene at the same time. If any one of these signs was happening alone, it wouldn't mean anything. But because the nation of Israel exists and all of these signs are increasing at the same time, then for the believer, it's time to be excited, excited about preaching the gospel and getting ourselves ready to see our Lord. And it's just exciting from a prophetic standpoint all around. Now, next time we come together, it's extremely important that you catch the next episode because we're going to look at an event that is coming that has already began to happen, which is key, the falling away. And we're going to see how even the New Age Church is playing into that 
on the next episode of uh, this show. And thank you for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the biblical perspective.